Yeah, welcome back to another edition, man, with your boy Dago Diddy, representing that uh, Dago Diddy Vision, also known as Claiborne Jackson. I'm sitting here today, I got a special guest with me today, man, Shoot Dago's own EB for real, you dig? Yo, what's going on? Man, what's the word, man? Go ahead and let the people know who I'm sitting here with. I know I already know I'm sitting here with the legend. Well, you know, that's what they say. You know, this is EB for real coming to you live from San Diego, you know, born and raised in the fact. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, man. So, shoot, man. I don't know, man. I've known you now for how many years, bro? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute. Shoot, was it start off in those early mornings at LA Fitness in yeah, the parking lot? Bruh. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? So, shoot, bro. You've been in this comedy game now for? Well, about 18 years, you Dang. know. Uh, about 30 years ago, my, my girlfriend then, my wife now, I told her I had a million of them. And I never stopped telling jokes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know, we kind of started off walking home, you know, playing the dozen, snapping yeah. off. I've been snapping on cats since I was about 12 years old. Get out, and, man. Okay, know. okay. And it was never nothing mean or, you know, malicious. We just having fun walking home, playing the dozens, man. Right, right. So that, that's the good time. That's when oh, everything yeah. was good back when you hit them little dozens, man. Do you still know how to play the dozens or are you, you going away from the dozens, man? Well, you know, yeah, I can snap. You know, I can still snap, but, you know, I, I like to do a live show, you know, with, okay. with polished polished material. Okay, you know, okay. They, they got those kind of cats around the industry that they, they call insult, in, insult comedians, uh, where they just get up on stage and work their way around the room and just start clowning people. Right, well, right. You know, it's kind of, for me, it's like people paid to come see the show. Okay, And they okay. paid to get in and they bought two drinks and a meanwhile, <laughs> nobody wants to be clowned or made fun of. True that, true that. I, I can feel you on that, especially after that two drink ticket. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> depending upon the venue, those two drinks, I'm like, everybody better be funny. Because those oh, two yeah. drinks was hidden. Oh, yeah, they ain't cheap. No, nowhere near, man. Nowhere near. So if you got, man, if, if you had to, so if, say for instance, right now, if you was about to do a show, what joke would you come out with that you know is just bam? You just going. Well, I always, you know, I, it, it, I always have a polished 30 minute set. Okay. You know, and I never go up there and try to improv. You always want to be polished what you're doing. Okay. Because you'll get a, people, people detach real quick. Mm-hmm. And if you're not hitting them, I got a seven minute, a seven second rule. If I'm not making you laugh in seven seconds, then I'm not doing my, my job. Because people detach and social media people start talking talking to their <laughs> friends. They take out their phones. Right. You know, so I got to hit you with something to get your attention right away. You know, quick, right? And I tell them, you know, say, hey, look, listen, I, I don't believe nothing I'm about to say because most of the time I just be lying and making up stuff. And, you know, <laughs> I go into my set, you know, and 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 I do the mature and sophisticated stuff. Okay. You know what I'm okay. And I'm not up there doing a bunch of cursing, a bunch of sexual oriented stuff. That stuff right. has been done already. And, and it's easy to do. That's the, the thing. It's so easy for somebody to just jump in there and do that. Like, oh, I was going to come in here and say something raunchy and get people to laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because most drunk people will laugh off of cuss words. It's oh, just yeah. funny. But to me, if you're really in there doing the art, you're going to put something behind it. Oh, yeah. To where it really makes people sit back and think. They have to get hit with it and be like, oh, you know what? That was funny. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That was really, really funny. So, like I said, I have a seven-second rule. And, and, you know, I have a polished, rehearsed set. And I just go for mine, you know. And, you know, because of the world we're in right now, it's a it's a political hotbed. But that's not that, I'm not strong on that. Right. So I don't I don't talk about politics. I don't right. talk about religion. Uh, my stuff is just kind of relatable to everybody. You know, mm-hmm. I talk about mm-hmm. people at your job or stuff that happened mm-hmm. at the store, and everybody can relate to something that happened to them during the day. Yeah, you know what the the first joke I think uh, that stuck with me the most that you were telling one day was the hubcap story. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was the hubcap, yo. <laughs> The hubcap was the one. And I mean, there's been times where I've tried to retell it. And everyone's looking at me. I'm like, I just, like, look, you got to go check it out. You know what I'm saying? I was like, wow. I tried. But yeah, that was that, that, that one of the first jokes I came to check you out. And I forget what show it was. I don't know if it was. Because I've seen you at a couple of them. So I don't know if it was in the gas lamp. Since, or, what did that say? Uh, in, in Tula Vista. That little club over there in the, oh, man. Across from Plaza Bonita? Somewhere, yeah. Is it in city? Yeah, in city. That's where it was at. Yeah, okay, okay. Because I was like, I know it was one of these spots. I was like, I forgive because I've seen a couple of your shows. 
But it was that hubcap. And that's the one that I was like, okay, I said, like, this dude is crazy. I was like, because the thing was, it's something I've thought before, and I've seen people with that, like, this cat in this hubcap, like, what happened? You know, so yeah, no, that one right there, dude, I, that one always sticks with me, bruh. That moment right there was hilarious, that's man. That's funny. So what, so what do you think, like, you've been doing it for so long. I know you've been doing shows in L.A. and different places. San Diego as a whole, though, what do you think of the comedy scene in San Diego? Oh, uh, you know... I, I get a lot of flack because people say I'm jaded. And this is the industry I have a passion for, so I perform. But there's a clique here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the younger guys that get jobs at the clubs, they're the bartender, they're the DJ, they're friends or relatives of the management. Right, so, right. you know, I don't knock anybody. You know, who, whoever you think is funny, is that's your business. It's all subjective to what we say in the business. Right. But, you know, I notice a, a, a lot of cliques. Three, three or four summers ago, I'm looking at flyers and bookings. I'm like, okay, there's a show every night here in San Diego, and ain't nobody booked me. Mm-hmm. But I got to go to L.A. to drive three or four hours to do a 12-minute, 15-minute set. You know? See? And it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. It is, man. You know, it is. I'm, I'm here. And that's the thing, I think, with, with San Diego as a whole, man, being a native. You're native. You're native. Born native, right. So, see... Both of us being natives of San Diego, I've seen it with so many different things. And I try to figure out, we love everybody else from every other neighborhood except for our own. And everybody's like, oh, how come San Diego hasn't got put on anywhere? Because then by the time cats get put on, they've lost the love for San Diego because they've been so cold to them the whole time they were here. Now they're out there with the L.A. cats. They're out there with the Bay Area cats. They're out there with the people who decided to put them on. And it's usually not from their city. You know what I mean? Short story. My both, both of my parents were performers here in San Diego. My mom was in a, a singing group. My father was in a band. They met back in the, the early 60s. They, okay. were, they were in a contest together. So when my parents found out I was performing comedy, they said, you know what? You got to get out of San Diego. They said because they would rather hire, and I may get in some trouble for saying this, they would rather hire a Caucasian cover band to perform R&B music Mm-hmm. Rather than hire your mom and me. She said yep. it was a struggle. San Diego, and they just, you know, it's a tourist town. Mm-hmm. You don't have any big name promoters or, or you know, uh, uh, booking agents come down here. There's, nobody's coming to San Diego. Right. San right. Diego is what we call a practice. You can practice here. This is what right. we do. We're practicing here because in, we're hoping that we're going to get a big opportunity. That's that's one way to really look at it. You know what I mean? And then look, not even to be funny and take my normal shots at the Chargers, but that's why it's always called the Charger team. I was like, <laughs> they get on the Chargers, they practice with the Chargers, yeah. and then they end up getting good, and they sign that big deal with somebody else that's really going to take them places, right, right. and then they go. You know, And sad as it may seem, that's what it seems like for everybody in San Diego, is you don't get that same love as an out-of-towner. No, you know, and, and it hurts my feelings because I didn't put money – people's pockets mm-hmm. you know i paid djs i booked and promoted my own shows mm-hmm. and and when i'm pulling money out of my pocket even before ticket sales or tonight how much you how much you gonna charge me to dj i'm breaking you off as soon as i walk in right right I'm not, it's not about the house being packed it's not about ticket sale i'm paying cats and i just don't get the same same love See, now so the the other method of paying or the other method of, of setting up a show how does it work? Then some of these cats get paid like after the after the door and all that, and yeah. the night, then everybody yeah. just gets a proud, like a percentage of what was made that night. Well, okay, if you're if, you know if you're a headliner, a feature feature comedian, you should be getting about two hundred, two fifty a night. Okay, you know now I I paid the host, I paid the DJ, I paid guys working under me. Okay, you know? and it, it wasn't it's it, I think for me what the big knock is well you know you're not as hungry because you have a job, you have a car. You have food in your refrigerator. Right. You know, and that, that's been the knock on me is like, you, you're not hungry enough. Ah, because you, you have some things. Mm-hmm. See, and, that, and that's one of those things with people is that judgment thing. Because mm-hmm. I've seen people, man, in the industry who already had the houses, the benzes, and they ran the label. Mm-hmm. Then the people that were underneath them got upset with them because they right. felt like they weren't eating the same. 
And they're like, how do you think I got to owning all the stuff that you're under? Because it was a hunger. You know what I mean? It's like, don't judge me because I'm eating good. I'm trying to show you how to eat good. (laughs) But you're so mad at me for eating well that you can't get past that. It's it's, it's just a crazy situation, man. You know, even even the couple of brothers here in San Diego, man, because I want to perform in a suit and tie, because I want to put on a dress shirt. Like, look, I don't care if you're funny. I'm going to book you. You know, but mm-hmm. it, I'm not competing with anybody. San Diego's very, very weird. I'm going to tell you a story. A, a dude I work with came to see me perform last year. Okay. I'm performing. He came to see me. Him and his buddy came to see me. I'm, I'm headlining the show, so it ran kind of late. Okay. I get up to perform. He's covering his face. He don't want to laugh. Okay. True story. I'm not, I can't make this shit up. And I'm performing for him because he came, he stayed late to see me, and I'm performing. He's trying to hold back his laughter. <laughs> after the what? show, after the show, he don't give me no dap, no props, no nothing. Dago, I'm telling you, three months later at work, he comes by me and repeats something I said and act like it was the funniest thing he ever heard. <laughs> he wrestled away, so wait. <laughs> I'm trying to follow you here. I wish y'all could see my face because I'm, I'm trying to figure this out so... He repeated back to you mm-hmm. the joke he heard from you mm-hmm. and then act like it was the funniest thing ever. But when he did it, was he trying to say like he heard it from you? Was he trying to act like he just heard it from someplace else? No, he he he, he refused to give me props when I performed. Yeah. It's just a weird thing with some of these cats. That's that's really weird. That's, that's hella, just, hella weird, man. You know, I, I, you know, however this business goes, wherever I make it, if I do anything next year, because I'm going to book out a... California next year. Okay. I will have learned a lot about people. Right. About right. black people. Oh, yeah. You know, some of us, just like anything, you know, it's like, okay, well, I have family members. I'm the youngest of seven. Okay. One of my sisters has never come to see me perform. Okay. she's been downtown to see other comedians. Right. You know, it's, it's you know, I don't really care. It's like, dude, you know what? I'm just saying this is real. Yeah. This is real stuff. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm not doing anything. You know, I just have a passion for it. Exactly. I'm not, I don't diss anybody. I'm not saying I'm better or funnier than anybody. But but San Diego hasn't really given me the opportunity to do what I need to do. Oh, no, no I could see that, man. I could definitely see that. And I, like you said before, it's, it's like a practice city. You know what I mean? You get out of here. You think about it. You look at some of the people who have really made it. There's cats that left out of San Diego, and I didn't even know they were in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know they were from San Diego. Somebody had sent me an article a couple of months ago about a singer, a famous female singer. was like, yeah, dude, she went to Patrick Henry. And I was like, what the hell? You know what I'm oh, saying? okay. No, I was like, get out of here. I, f- I forget which one it was. I don't know if it was, uh, was it Deborah Cox? It was somebody. It was some big-name female singer. In, uh, I think it was, I think Shantae Moore. I think maybe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. She was from San Diego. She went to Patrick Henry and all, because he was like, "Who went to school with you?" And I was like, "I don't remember nobody singing." You know what I'm saying? Like, I have no idea, bro. But I think that's where a lot of it comes from. Mm-hmm. You, it's not the same support level out here. But at the same time, in San Diego, I don't think we really have like real black culture. Like when you go to L.A., Oakland, different places, those places really have a black scene. There's a lot of black involvement. There's a lot of movements that have taken place to get there. Down here, we really don't have much. And I, I don't know how the business side of it runs. You could probably shed more light on it than me. But how much of the promoting for comedy shows and all that are really done by brothers, brothers, sisters, anybody? How much of this really is, is done by them? Or is it that they're going to set up some kind of a show, but it's still pretty much controlled by somebody else, and they don't really have full say over who they're bringing in for the show? Yeah, because there, there's been there's been other uh, promoters that book here in San Diego, they invite me to come see the show. Like, well, why do I want to come to your show? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and I got in some trouble for saying something a couple of years ago. Like, look, my brand is EB for real. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's where I market. So if, if you're going to advertise me on your flyer, that's what my name should be. Right. And just because it doesn't make sense to you, it makes sense to me. And so they booked me to do the show. And then they put my full name, and my sister called one of my sisters. Calls like, "Why do they use your full name?" <laughs> See, that's a slight, right? You know, right. and it's just like you know these 
promoters come down here, they invite me to come. To, it's like, well, I don't need to come to your show. Are you? Or am I performing? Right. Like, why do you want to just come hang out? No, I'm not. I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know. You know, we. I live way down here, down south. Four, four exits from the international border. It takes me. 45 minutes to get anywhere. It's like, that's the thing living on this end. It's like, we're really starting from zero. Like mm-hmm. We're starting from like almost a negative point on the map to have to head north. So, you know what I'm saying? So, for you to go do something, it can't just be something on a whim. Like, you know, well, maybe, possibly, if somebody doesn't show or somebody doesn't perform, or then you can go ahead and get in. But you, you got to have a guarantee to leave from this end and go all the way up north somewhere. And, and it's, it's just a practice because they don't want to pay. You know, I get you know I get tired of these brothers in L.A. working for an open bar and a plate Man. of chicken wings. Man, okay, you got to pay for. You know, I'm not living out of my car. Right. I'm not homeless. Right. So you know, look, I need the exposure. Heck so, yeah. You know, hopefully when this pandemic lifts next year, I already got some some uh, offers to go to New Jersey and New York. Okay. Florida. So maybe hopefully you know, five times in 2021, I'll be able to go. And do some traveling because the scene here, their show now they're performing um, in in drive-in theaters. What you now, mean? They I just saw something on the news. I can rent out the AMC and perform. Really? There because because nobody's buying tickets to go see movies. I can right. I can I can rent out the AMC theater, one of the rooms, for okay. ninety nine dollars. If Get I want to, to put on the show, stop, bruh. You know. That's wild. You know, I mean, it's, that's because I know a guy that uh, my job was telling me that the movie theater is back open. And uh, yeah, I don't know what capacity. I don't know if it's only, you know, twenty percent. Yeah, he said it was real empty. He was like, "Man, he said, I enjoyed it." He said it's, it's pretty empty. I think he said every other row they have sectioned off, and then there's only so many seats in each row still that you could sit in. Yeah. But all I ever think about just all I, all I keep thinking about is that damn outbreak with the monkey. I keep thinking about hey. is that man in that movie and he sneezed or something else and it just flew to the theater. And I'm just like, you can have the row spaced, you can have the seat spaced, but all I keep thinking about is that monkey and that man. And if he somebody sneezes, you know what I'm saying? It's just, when I just they, when they mm-mm. did that demonstration when this pandemic and they showed how far the trajectories of your mist. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of scary. When I when I grew up, because my mom was a nurse, she was a head nurse, retired as a nurse. And she used to tell me back in the early days about if somebody coughed and so forth. So when they started coming up with this whole six foot rule and blah 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 blah, I had been living that mm-hmm. growing up because I always remember her telling me somebody sneeze, somebody do this. Always give yourself space. You know what I mean? Because this can travel from here to there. Mm-hmm. Cover your mouth at all times. This that because you're not trying to put that stuff out on somebody else because it travels. You know, and, I said, and it always stuck in my mind. So they came up with this whole thing. I'm like, I've been trying to tell y'all before this to move. You know what I mean? Scoop back, give me room. And now it came all the way around full circle. Everybody's sitting in there. Oh, I want my six feet. And I'm like, just get away from me. Just, yeah, just So that's just, when you told me about the theater being open. I was like, no, I'm not ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm not ready, man. Nah, nah. Have you thought, because I've seen with just a lot of people since the pandemic has hit. They've taken to social media. They've gone to the YouTube and all. Have you considered doing any kind of performances like that? Like just going online live and performing that way? So here's what I got coming up. And we were supposed to save this to the end, but I'm going to tell you. I'm going to get in the studio the first week of November. And I'm going to get a film crew. And I'm going to just perform in the studio. Okay, and, okay. You know, And I really don't like putting my stuff out there on YouTube. I haven't done anything on YouTube. Since 2012, yeah, I've seen that. For, for, <laughs> the, for the simple fact is, there's a lot of unscrupulous comedians in the industry. Okay, and people steal material. True, now, I can see that. I got that. my notebook, and I'm writing material, and I've got notebooks dated back from 2003, 2004. So, what happens in the industry? Whoever gets to TV to perform a joke could say that they wrote it. Because in this industry, we really don't have copyrights. Okay. So they said, well, write your jokes and then put them in an envelope and mail them back to yourself. That's how they say you can get around copyright laws. Okay. But, you know, it's like, and, and somebody said, well, you, you know, you should feel it as an honor if somebody ever performs. I says, no, 
That's not that's still in that's still in material. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, at the same because yeah, it, it's a it's an honor. Like, oh, okay, somebody thought what you said was funny. They want to use it on their own, but at the same time, though, that was your material. You try to go perform it, and now you got some wild heckler mm-hmm. who's like, oh, you stole that from so and so. At that time, were you going to pull out the self-addressed envelope? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I sent this to myself three years ago. You know what I mean? Like, one of the, some comedian passed away. Can't remember his name. Ten years ago. And the very following week, I was told some open mic comedian. Open mic is a three-minute, five-minute guy just getting started. Okay. there and performed one of this comedian's specials verbatim. Really? Mm-hmm. Ah. That's See, wild. And, and, you know, I paid my dues. You know, I did the open mics. I did the certain, like, okay, well, I, I worked on my material. I, you know, I know what I'm supposed to do. Right. You know, how come nobody's booking me? Right. You know, right. How, you know, what is the procedure to get booked? I'm not going to go around and hang around venues and rub elbows with these guys. Right. I don't have to do that, you know. And three summers ago when I was going – to LA every other every other day in the summer. I remember man, that, man. I remember that. It's killing me. I remember running into you know, those those some of those mornings at, at LA Fitness. <laughs> like, I was like, how was the weekend? I'd be like the Friday mornings. You'd be like, oh, I gotta take off out of here and run up to LA real quick. I remember that. And they show love. It's like these, these young guys show me a clip. Well, what do you mean show you a clip? I'm not coming to your show to do it third hang around your show to hang around till eleven o'clock to let you 25-year-old determine if I'm funny or not. And it's funny you bring that up because I was going to ask you about if have people asked you to submit like videos or stuff like that for them to consider for you to perform somewhere. See, I, I, you know, I, I have a website. I got all the social media. I don't do Twitter anymore. But, you know, just, just, just go on to, to the website. Go to my Facebook. Right. Obviously, I've been doing something. Right. You know. And, Heck yeah. and, and I'm not, I don't have, I mean... And this is where they say, well, you're kind of jaded. That's why I'm not kissing these guys' butts. Right. I'm not kissing their butts. I'm not jigabooing. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I can exactly. stay home and kick it. You know, my That's lady thinks I'm funny every day. I stand in front of... In front of her and perform jokes every night hey, of the week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's that's what it is, I'm though. Not, I'm not kissing these young guys' butts to get up on their no. stage, and it and you know it's just like no, I'm not doing that. I think that's where a lot of the the power shift has come in because these guys now, you know, what I'm saying the generation is it's such a gap in the generations now. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like what's funny to them, what's good to them, with just from music, comedy to anything is not the same as where we are with something. You know, it's like I try to tell people, like, we want the stuff I listen to my son and the stuff that he listens to. <laughs> and I don't really criticize it, criticize it, because like I told them, they have their tribe that they're making that for. They're not making that for a 47-year-old dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I can't relate to jumping off the banjo or something. I always thought a banjo was a bathroom, but I don't know what the hell it is now. But <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just be like, he jumped off of something. I don't know if he's jumping off of money or if he had to jump off and go to the bathroom, but he said he jumped off and ran, but that's their music. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like, okay, this is, you know, it's supposed to be something I can get into. Now I can still get into it the same way my mom used to get into NWA, but then she was like, you know, I'm product of Millie Jackson, Red Fox, so-and-so. Mm-hmm. She's like, this ain't nothing but some all spin of that. Mm-hmm. But the problem is now you could do a show put these little young guys on yourself and say, hey, I'm going to put y'all on and come out and do the show. But do you turn around to them and they're just like, oh, man, you're an old head. This mm-hmm. is not what we're doing right now. Yeah. You don't get it. It's not going to appeal and so forth. But then they'll turn right around and leave in that car with that hubcap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You'd be like, look, that's the, you're still living it. You know what I mean? So I think that's, that's where they, they miss. You know what I mean? They're missing a lot of knowledge that could come from an older head. But... We were different when we came up. We took that knowledge of somebody older that was more seasoned that passed down to us. Mm-hmm. You try and pass something down to them, oh, now you're just old here. You don't know what you're talking about. And then when it doesn't work, they come back and ask you, so how you been around for so long? You know what I'm saying? How you been making it work? How'd you get past this, that, and the other? Now, when they do that to you, how do you react when they come back? If you have a young head that comes back to you that says, hey, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to make it as long as you. Well, you know, they have that. Because some of the young cats say, hey, what do you think of my set? And I'm like, do you write? I asked the dude, do you write? He says, what do you mean, write? 
<laughs> I said, you got to write. You have to take out your notepad, get you in write material. They're trying to be the Jay-Z of comedy. It's you, just all in my head. Yeah, you just, you just can't go up there and wing it. I said, you know, you just work on your craft. Right. Work on your craft. If you're serious about this, mm-hmm. you got to work at it, you know. And I remember right off the top of my head, I have 21 jokes. Okay. I have 21 jokes. Maybe you've been to a show and you've heard me perform the same seven or eight jokes. Mm-hmm. But I have 21. And why you stop at 21, though? But I, 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 have, I have notes. I write notes. Okay. I think of something. I write down the key word. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to write that. I'm going to sit down at the table and write that. Okay. But I have 21 polished, rehearsed jokes. Okay. But I make, you know, per, per the venue or the audience, I know that these seven or eight are going to hit. Right. And I know how to perform them. I know the timing. I know what I'm supposed to do. Right. And some guys say, hey, you, I, I think I heard you perform that last time. I'm like, so? Right. But there's 30 or 40 other people that haven't heard it. Exactly. I'm not going to change up my set. Now, you may not hear me open the same. You may not hear me close the same. Right. But I have a handful of jokes that I just, they're my favorite jokes. Exactly. And as the performer, I have the right to perform whatever I want to perform. But exactly. I'm always writing and rewriting, you know, and it's like people people are so critical. They want to come up. I've, I've come off the stage and, hey, that was good, but and I'm like, oh, right. did I ask you? <laughs> did I ask you for your unsolicited testimony? Exactly. Yo, people are just, but like I said, Whatever happens in this industry, whatever I take from it, I will have learned a lot about black people. Mm-hmm. I will learn a lot about my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, being born and raised here in San Diego, somebody said, dude, you should have blew up 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm not patting myself on the back. One of the promoters from L.A., he says, look, E.B., dude, he said, I hate to tell you this, but look at you. Do you think your buddies from your high school are going to bring their wives and girlfriends to come see your black ass perform and make them laugh? He said, you should, anytime your name is on anything, your San Diego family should be supporting you. Should be hopping out. You know. Should be hopping out. They don't have to come. You know, there's no brotherhood here. Nah. There's no comrade. You know, it's like, and I didn't, he said this, said, I'm going to bring you up to L.A. if you can come. He said, but San Diego, because they've told me. I've been told a million times, you'll never make it in the town that you were born and raised. You would, and that's what people always say. And that's what a lot of people will tell you. I've seen those cats say, that's when you know that you've made it, is when you go back home and they treat you like they've treated everybody else that ain't from there. That's when you know. When you show up to your home and something sells out, that's when you know. It's, but then it's so much of a fake love mm-hmm. because where were y'all at when I was trying to get put on? Where was y'all at with the help? I'm going to tell you, man, yeah, I ain't going to tell the dude who, who did it, but there was a cat that came out of San Diego. He had a party. That night he had his party was to let everybody know, okay, I'm in this movie now, about to do this, about to do that. This dude, during the uh, toast at his party, he stamps the toast. He's telling everybody this. You know, I'm glad I finally made it, blah, blah, blah. But then he says, and it was all seriousness, I'm not finna do nothing for none of y'all. I made it. I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? He's like, don't ask me for shit. Don't ask to come along with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing nothing. He said, I'm going to support y'all like y'all supported me. Mm-hmm. He said, I got put on with these cats in L.A. to do this joint, and I'm out. You know what I mean? And he did not lie. He has not been back to San Diego mm-hmm. since. And this was... God, I'm 47 now. I was in my 20s when this cat did that. And I think he's come back to visit just like his homies from the block. He might show up periodically, but no. he he That night, he announced it. He lived it, and it's been going ever since. So I was just like, dang, bro. Like, he was serious. And when he did it that night, so many people were upset of what he had said. But I was sitting there watching, and I was just like, you know what? Because back then, we were trying to push music and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there watching, I'm like... I understand what he's saying. I can agree to an extent of what he's saying, but it's sad because where was the love? You know what I mean? Some cats from a whole nother city, you know, back in my 20s, 
LA and San Diego weren't really that great of friends. You know what I mean? It was a, a divide. But for those cats to have been up there in LA and be like, hey, bruh, yeah. you know what? We're we going to put you on up here. And he's been rolling ever since. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's just wild. But you go fast forward now, 20 some plus years, and we still have those same issues. You know what I mean? And just to touch on where you were saying how you have certain jokes that you do, and then people say, oh, he, you did that at the last one, this, that, and the other. You know, there's two different kinds of people in everybody's tribe. Because you have the one who's going to come through there and say, oh, he did this before I heard it before. Then you got the cat says like me that's going to nudge somebody. Oh, he about to do that one I told you about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was like, this is what I was talking about. The thing with the, yeah, yeah this is the one right here. Listen, 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 listen. So you got two different kinds of people that's in that tribe. You know what I mean? That cat doesn't really want to be part of that tribe. He's just, just there. You know what I mean? But you're going to always have something that you go back to. And I see... All the comedians do it. And you know that joke is coming. But they know that joke is finna kill. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to change oh, yeah. it because a few people have said, oh, you said that before. You know what I mean? So to me, I say you look for the person that you see nudging somebody. You know what I mean? Because I would have walked behind him and been like, yeah, but that's the one that he be, you know what I'm saying? That's the one that be cracking right there. Let him let him live, you know? But I was watching a thing with uh, that speaker, E.T., uh, that motivational speaker, E.T. Okay. He had made a point, man, and uh, he said a friend of him had asked him, when you see all these people in the comments talking bad about you, why don't you respond? You, How can you be this and that, this and this? He was like, bruh, he was like, I never know somebody's talking bad about me unless somebody tells me like you're doing right now. He said, I do what I do for the people that's in my tribe that accept me and what I'm bringing. He said, anybody has something negative to say, why would I spend time responding? He said, I don't even know what's there. He said, you just told me that it's there. You know what I'm saying? He said, because I never read the comments. He said, if it's somebody that's giving me props, I'm going to look. There's a thumb up. There's this and that. He said, but I'm not going to give any time to those that I need to come back and then try and figure out why you said it. And all. He said, that's time I could be spending with people that started rocking with me. Yeah. You know, and that's why I look at everything now. Even with what I do, you ain't going to like it or you're not. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to chase you down. You know, the ones who love it, hey, let's keep rocking. You know what I mean? The ones who don't, then hey, you know. And then you just kind of see this is where the people are at. So you're going to have them cast, man, the, the nudges. And you're going to have the people at the end of the show. You should have said, you yeah. know. you be like, you know what? My next show, you're going to be my special guest. You come up and do that joke that you said I should do. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> let's, let's, let's see. I'm going to give you two minutes of my set. What you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Now, what do you think would happen if you really told somebody, hey, I'm going to give you these two minutes. Out of the people who have told you you should do a different joke or close a different way, how do you think they would act if you said, come up here for the last two minutes and close this out for me? I paid to see you do it. You know, and, and, you know, I got, there's, I'm alone. I have to say, honestly, I don't have one co-comedian friend in the industry. Really? No. I can honestly say that. Man, so Not, you don't have anyone that you can feed off no. or, or to sit down and strategize? No. Man. It's a very cutthroat industry. I'm seeing. Very, very cutthroat. Damn, brother. Uh, No. See, I mean, just sitting down with you kind of sheds some of the light when I've seen these other celebrities getting sued by people that were on their team, saying that they were writing the material and they were not getting credit for it and so forth. I I always thought, like, how could that happen if you're all in the same... But just sitting down with you, I'm understanding this is a cutthroat scenario. Let's just take a place with everybody. There's not one dude, I don't think, one other comedian that if I post something, shows love. Really? Show. Man. I have a, what they call a profile visitor through all my through all my social media. And it lets me know who visits my, my site. And there's a bunch of promoters. And okay. Bookers, but they don't like nothing. They won't comment on nothing. You know, I hit up some girl last year. says, you know, you visit my site every other day, but you won't like nothing. You won't comment on nothing. You won't support nothing. Well, my man, you know, I, I can't be liking nothing because my man thinks something's going on. With a performer? So you, yeah, so you're trolling my page every day, <laughs> but you won't support. But for one... You, you got to put me up on that app because I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah, you got to put let, me up on that. Yeah, but two, it let you see who visits your your stuff every day. That's 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 some internal nonsense because how can you not be able to like a performer? That that's a that's a whole separate problem she got with that relationship. I, I you know I can't make this stuff up. It is just so like really, and I I I got a couple of these profile visitor apps. 
the last four or five years, and I do it because any promoter look at my my stuff. You know, that's how I got right. in touch with this lady from Jersey. You know, okay, um, and lady from Florida. Like, okay, well, you know, we'll see. Florida would seem like that'd be a cool little venue down in Florida to go play at. Well, like I said, and 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 it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I shouldn't say that because people's like, you know, you should never. If you have a skill or a trade, you should never offer to do it for free. Right. You know, uh, a lady friend of mine a couple of years ago wanted me to perform. She's a correctional officer. Okay. And she wanted me to fly to South Dakota during the Christmas time and, and perform, and she was going to pay me. And we tossed it around, tossed it around, and I and a friend, a, a dude I know, he's not a friend, a dude I know, he was in, um, he was somewhere close, and I hit him up as a dude. I got this opportunity, friend of mine. I don't really want to fly out there. It's cold. I don't feel good. Right. But you know, sometimes that happens. Okay. When you get a call from somebody, and like, well, it's like, but it's not about the money, and I shouldn't say that, and I probably get in a lot of trouble. But, you know, it's like, no, I'm I'm trying to establish relationships. Right. I've given money back. It's like, no, 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 no. You keep that because we're mm-hmm. going to do business again. Right, right, you know, right. It's not all, and then, and then, you know, it, I'm not going to say how much money. It's not a lot. Right. But I've given it back. Like, no, I'm trying to establish a relationship down the road. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe there'll be a time where I need this money. But right now, today, I don't need it, and I can give it back to you. See. You know. That gives you a little bit more freedom to move around to where you don't have to feel like just you're just chasing the dollar. But, you, you know, know I mean? it's very, you know, like I said, I, I keep saying it. I've learned a lot about people. Mm-hmm. When when your best friend has never come to see you perform, <laughs> your best friend, a, 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 right. dude, a dude I've known since I was six years old, he lives here in San Diego. And Man. when's your next show? Okay, I, I didn't had what four hundred next shows <laughs> that you were coming to and you didn't come to. Right, right, right. You know, and it, it, I, I I take it with a grain. You know, yeah. I got these sweatshirts. Well, do you have long sleeve t shirt? No, I don't have long t shirts. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you for what you don't have so I can act like I'm supporting you. You know what I'm saying? Did, he just did that today. <laughs> well, do you have double X in your. Like, no, they're extra large hoodies. And it's just a way for him. And it's like, dude, I get tired. Okay, whatever, man. You're, you're not. You don't. Whatever. <laughs> nah, nah, I feel you, man. I feel you. It's like, it's, it's that. You know, it's that support you from a distance. Hopefully it doesn't happen type, but I'm going I'm to go ahead and act like I want it. You know what I'm saying? He's like, okay, cool. You know, the, I know they don't have this. You know what I mean? Shoot. You know, do you have a, do you, you have like the workout pants with your name on it? You know, <laughs> if you had some of those, you know, I'd roll them up. You know what I mean? Something that you know you're not going to get, but they're trying to act like they would support you if you had that. What's you know that what I mean? Crabs and, in a barrel. I, I hate it to, to, to news, use this analogy about crabs in a barrel. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? These? It's, it's it's very weird. Oh, yeah. You know, and like I said, I don't have any friends in this business. Now, I had a PR firm two years ago. Okay. Representing me. Paid those people a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I did some little, you know, internet stuff and uh, social media and interviews and magazines. But I, I paid them a lot of money. Okay. A lot of money. for I had a six-month contract. You know, internet magazines, I did some photo stuff, but my my career is nowhere where it should have been for the money that because I thought they they had a Rolodex, I thought they right. had information, you know, I thought they had the hookup, right? You know, and before I signed the contract, I tried to verbally ask them, "Well, you guys have connections, right?" Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well you know where this and where that. Yeah, I'm still you know, right? I'm still in the same spot. But seeing that's but that's a lesson learned, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So now I kind of feel like now the way that the way that social media it, it can be a hell of a tool if used correctly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is if people put as much energy into the, the positive push for some kind of events, business, or career as they do with the negativity and all the new political science majors and all the doctors, and I'm like, where the hell did all y'all come from? You know what I mean? A lot of these people I know from school. And they didn't even pass basics. So, so but now they yes. got these poli sci majors, bro. And you know, shoot, the the DL Hughley graduates, the YouTube graduate, the TMZ graduate. And I'm honest about I don't I'm old. Mm-hmm. And I don't use it probably as effectively as I should be using it. The hash some lady hooked me up at a show last so you're not using this the way it's meant to be used. 
you should be hashtagging everything. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you can set up a pre, you know, you don't have to hashtag. Just type it once, cut and paste it to everything you post. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, oh, okay. I yeah. have never done it. You know, somebody, a friend of mine from school, two years ago, she said, you should just post YouTube stuff up. Mm-hmm. Just every day, do something. I was like, see, I, I don't, I don't want to pour milk over my head or smash eggs in my face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't want to be out there just doing some silly stuff. Right, right. You know, and, and maybe that's a detriment to me because I wasn't, um, there was an offered opportunity, somebody knew somebody who had some connection to wilding out. Okay. And I said, you know, before my, my, my pops passed four years ago, I asked him about it. He said, you know what, son, I don't know if you really want to do that. Okay. He said, do you really want to be up on stage snapping, you know, back and forth? I said, what's what's the content of the show? Right. You know. And I, I said, yeah, I don't know. Right. You know, and maybe that was a missed opportunity. I mean, you never know. You know what I mean? Maybe, you know. You never know. And then that's the thing, man. But at the same time, if you feel like it's going to, you know, Go against what you believe and so forth mm-hmm. and then take you down another path. Do you want to sell that part of you out to make it? You know, some people say, hey, compromise your beliefs just for a little while. And then once you get to that point, you can come back and get everything back that you want. You know, it's a normality. Get back to your normal way of how you believe and act. But you have to sell it out for so long, though. You have to put it to the back burner. You See, know, and, and, and that's what happened. And I'm probably reaching and, and going off topic. But this is what happened years ago when all these brothers had to put on a dress and wig uh, to get into a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, really? really? Yeah. Do you, do you really, is that how you're going to make it? Is you got to put on a dress and wig? And it seemed like when that happened, it seemed like it was, it seemed like some of them came off of the biggest movie they ever did, and then the next movie they had to dress on. Like, we're going to give you this huge opportunity, but in return, the next movie, you have to do X, Y, Z for us. Mm-hmm. We give you this role right here. And that, it's funny, man. Like I'm not even in that side of the industry, but just on the outside looking in, that's what I was thinking. Like, they made a deal with somebody. <laughs> like, we'll give you this hit movie, but this is what you got to do later. And a lot of them did it. Some had to do it before the hit movie, you know. You know, if you, if you believe some of the stuff that they, those casting couches, it's the same for dudes as it is for females. I can believe it. And I'm like, see, I'm not, yeah. I could, I could believe that. It's, it's, it's a cold. It's a cold game. It's a heck of a cold game. No, I'm not. I'm not going to compromise my character. I'll mm-hmm. just say character. You know, I I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to say the N word, and I don't say it, and I don't use it, um, to get a laugh. Right. I shouldn't right. have the MF at a punchline to get a laugh. True that. True you know. That. And 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 I see a lot of these. You know, it's like. When I watch these comedy specials, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, okay, she's cute. She got a nice body. That's why she she got a comedy special. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not gonna name no names. I'm not gonna say, but there's <laughs> been a couple of there's been a handful of dudes and women over the years. I'm like, how did she get a comedy special? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I'm here in San Diego. Right, I have a day job, and and you know I can't afford to go on. It. I can't get, don't have the opportunity to go on an audition on a Wednesday afternoon. Right, you know, and and so maybe next year, you know, I'm gonna take some. I'm I'm, I'm gonna take some chances. Oh yeah, man, you gotta, you know, I think that's like my whole year. That's what I told everybody with the year. I said, you know what, my whole year, I'm gonna start doing stuff that takes me out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that's why I started the whole being uncomfortable, you know, like getting comfortable and all that, because it was just like staying in my little zone, I wasn't doing nothing no different. I was just in my little bubble chilling. You know, and like a friend of mine who's, uh, I want to say he's in Cleveland, but he's still, he was acting in L.A., then he moved out that way. He's still getting movie things, because and that's what they've been doing. It's been virtual auditions. Mm-hmm. So right now, I would say that before everything opens back up, even now is is a good time to try and see what's on that internet side of it as far as a bunch of virtuals. Everything now is virtual. Yeah, yes. nobody's showing up nowhere. So, like you were saying earlier, how are you going to shoot your uh, 
your comedy stand up with the whole mm-hmm. crew and team, even with that, take snippets, man, like a joke or two here and there, snippets, snippets. Because mm-hmm. something like that, if you're shooting it in, in a video format that way, wouldn't you have some kind of protection on your jokes? And once that's done, because you said you're like when they put out specials, don't yeah. they have some kind of that's kind of protection in yes. itself, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say then, man, shoot, chop that mug up in different segments and shoot, hit that virtual trail. Yeah, like the lady was saying with the hashtagging. Because I'm reaching out now to my little cuzzo, everybody. I'm just like, hey, you know what? How do I do half of this stuff on this uh, media thing? You know, <laughs> so I was talking to my little cuzzo the other day. Yeah, this I was stuff. like, how do I do this and that? Because he does it in his sleep. These you kids, know, these kids are whizzes. Yeah. They know how to do this stuff backwards, forwards, upside down. They know how to do it with no instructions. Yeah. It's just to them, it's just like being on their phone, texting something. What you do? I just post a little short video of what? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I was taking a picture of this, this, and I was videoing this, and this, where we're driving here and here. I threw some music behind it real quick. Dude, the ride was 10 minutes. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, I already posted the video. Like, what the heck? Now, you tell me to do it. What are you doing? Oh, such and such at 6 o'clock today. What are you doing? 10 o'clock at night. I'm still working on the thing from 6 o'clock today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, is that your third or fourth? No, just that one from 6 o'clock today. I'm still doing it. Let me see it real quick. You're trying to get that? You're trying to get that? Yeah. Do, 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 do. Here you go. You know, that was it? Oh, yeah, you just had to. Yeah, that's just it. So I'll say get you one of these little, these little young cats, just anybody that's out there that knows how to do all that little quick editing. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them are doing this straight. Like some of the stuff I was even shooting was just straight from the iPhone with the editing apps and oh, all yeah. that. And Because uh, right now, to me, that's what I always do, man, is take advantage of everything being virtual right now. Everything being virtual. And, you know, as long as I have a passion for the art, mm-hmm. I appreciate it and I respect it. I will continue to perform. Heck yeah! But you know, it's just you know before this uh, before this pandemic, I was performing up there at, at the Novo uh, Brewery in Otay Ranch, and the new one, the big, the big one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Right, now. okay. You know, and I made up some flyers, put them in the window, and then. Man, owner came around, said they don't allow any advertisements. I'm like, well, you got the big UFC posters. In the <laughs> I said, maybe they just didn't want no black. Because I'm you looking around, that. like, okay, it was right before uh, Valentine's Day. I'm looking around at all the storefronts, and they all had Valentine's posters and sales. I'm like, so you're telling me. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't even put me on their entertainment website. And Damn. I was going out there, lugging out my equipment every That's Wednesday. Because you know everything is for, for a huge fee. You know, see, if you wanted to put up that huge fee, then mm-hmm. you would have lined their pockets. You could have put something up somewhere. You know, you know what I mean. But that's, the, I think, that's the the power of the internet. That I was speaking on on the good power of the internet. You don't even need them places to to get it out there like that. Because if you have that, if you got the proper push on the internet, you can shoot all that out there. You can sit there and, like the lady was saying with the hashtag, you can put your thing up hashtag. The Novo Brewery, now they're stuck in your loop. Mm-hmm. And now that everybody's seeing, okay, he's tied. Oh, they pulled Novo. There's your tag in there. Oh, well, who's, what's he doing down here on a Wednesday? You done co-tailed them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I got your stuff for free floating through the internet, bruh. I got your plug. So I think that it's, you know, it's it's a cold game. But I think at the same time, for us older cats, if we start trying to embrace that crazy social world a little bit and get that little extra push, you know. But Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It is, man. It's just like I said. I see some of these dudes, and uh, I'm I'm not hating, as they say, on anybody. But I look <laughs> at some of these cats who've made it, and you know, it's like they always say, "You put yourself on." I said, "Well, I've invested in myself. Mm-hmm. I really have invested in myself." Mm-hmm. And and you know, years ago, there was a big comedy tour that came through. I said, "You know how." They don't ever, when they have those big names come through, somebody, they don't invite one of the local cats. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be me, but why can't we get five minutes? Because it's, it's the weirdness of San Diego. Look at how many shows, I used to catch some shows at House of Blues, and up until maybe a year before this pandemic hit, every group that opened for somebody was from out of town. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't any San Diego heads opening up for these shows. But you see all the San Diego heads trying to push their music outside of the mm-hmm. uh, House of Blues, in the crowd at the House of Blues, but you would never see them on stage 
on the House of Blues, but they would always have some extra cats. And it was like, the one dude told me, he's like, these aren't even people that the artist himself is picking for openings. This is just the promoters at the House of Blues going out and grabbing these people mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with anybody and putting them on to the open for these cats. He said, now some of them bring their own. I don't want to go see uh, Tech Nine. He brought all of his own. But then he also had, I think one of his shows, he had some cats from San Diego open up mm. uh, in the very beginning. So I've seen a few. My boy, uh, Bloodstone, the street preacher, he got, to, he got to open up for a couple of cats. So they've been opening a couple of doors, but I feel you to the fullest. You always wonder how come San Diego, but if you go out of town, I went to see a show in L.A., everybody that opened up for the main act was from L.A. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Some part of L.A. I'm in the Bay. Everybody that's opening up is from the Bay. I seen some cats in Vegas. Didn't even know they had cats out there in Vegas that was doing it. You know what I'm saying? But everybody that opened up was from Vegas. You get back to San Diego and you're like, who's this cat opening up? I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? I think he's from Long Beach. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, like, were all of y'all busy this week? No, bruh. You know what I'm saying? They just don't. It's weird, man. But it's, I think if everybody just keeps pushing before everybody, as you said, like to say, gets jaded, as they like to say. Mm-hmm. We all got to get on the same page at some point or get close to a similar page. Well, the problem is, you know, we're, we're adults. Mm-hmm. And so you get a lot of these cats that want to talk at you. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, okay, I'm not 11 around this mother. You know, right, you, don't, right. you don't tell me, you don't tell me what to do. Right. Okay? And you're not going to, uh, what do they say, dress me down. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm entitled to make my own decision and my own opinion about anything. And some of these cats, they just want to, I mean, I'm, I got so tired of having these one-sided conversations. Right. You talk, called me one day, and I'm just on the phone, literally, an hour and ten minutes, not saying. My lady walked by me. She's, she's like, "What are you doing?" It's like, "Yeah, he he's been talking a whole hour and ten minutes. <laughs> I haven't even been able to get in a word edgewise." Get out, man. See, and I can't make this stuff. Like, dude, you some of yeah. you cats are just. And these are dudes that don't know anything about the business. Right, right. Everybody think they know, but they don't know. Nah, that, you know, I mean, that's that that's that crazy curve, brother. It's that crazy curve, man. It, it's it, Like I said, I, I will have learned a lot about people. Oh, yeah. If anything, man, you know, I always tell people, man, you can learn a lot from a dummy. You know what I'm saying? You can learn anything from somebody, but you learn a whole lot from a dummy because they are some of the smartest people to themselves. And they tell you the whole thing. It's like, okay, I see everything not to do. Mm-hmm. They appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? But it's a wild ride, man. But I know you still got years left in it. I know you still oh, got yeah. that passion, man. True. I'm looking forward to you getting in there with your crew and, and shooting the whole. So is it going to be like like 30 minutes, 10 minutes? Yeah, I'm going to do uh, 30 minutes. Okay. And I've already consulted with, with the uh, studio. And they gave me, gave me their numbers for, for the audio visual. Okay. So I said, look, I got a couple of things I have to do before the, the end of this month. So maybe I'll get suited up and we'll go into a studio, recording studio. Mm-hmm. And it'll just be like me performing. Okay. I you mean. Know, and, 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 you know, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get it recorded and maybe I'll send it out, you know. Okay, a bro. Of, a couple of people, you know, I need to, to connect with um, because, because Callie, Callie, you know, there's there's like I said, there's a, a couple of people. Uh, I never diss anybody, say who's funny, but there's a couple of people that have performed. There was one person three years ago, and I'm like, okay, I got to go. Like I said, I got to go way up to L.A., but you're booked all over San Diego. Mm-hmm. Little youngster. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of cute. Little slim waist, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. But I've heard you. I've performed with you before. You're not, you're not overly funny. You're just kind of sexy and cute to look at. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Heck yeah. You know, it's like, well, whatever, man. Heck yeah. But Almost he, like Shamar Moore. He can't really act that good. He take that shirt off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody's like, he reading his lines. Whatever, boy, shut up. He's on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm staring at him. I know what that man said. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay. All right, using what you got to get what you want, man. Okay, sure. He was on Soul Train. I'll never forget him on Soul Train. Yeah, but a lot of people didn't even know he he hosted Soul Train that last half. Man, dude, that moment with him and DJ Quick, when he told DJ Quick that he was crip walking, that was the the funniest moment I ever saw. Quick looked at him like, what? (laughs) Like, 
Dude, did you see the, the Soul Train movie or the little documentary that they're making? No. Was it on BBC for a while? I can't remember. What, was it? They didn't really cast Don Cornelius as a nice dude. I think I know what you're talking about. And it, it was uh, it was it wasn't like a full show, kind of just like a little thing of like Soul Train. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a, it was a whole series. Okay, I think you know, something was on BET for a minute, like a yeah. year or so, or early in the year, or a year back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, they kind of cast Don as he, he was ruthless. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess he had to be. Especially at that time to push that show. You know what I mean? It was funny. I saw, I was watching a video the other day with uh, Heather Hunter, the adult actress. Mm-hmm. She was on Soul Train. And she said that nobody knew that she was on there. She kept it hidden that she was an adult actress. He said, finally, somebody came in that saw her in the movie, told Don and them. And back then, I guess she said it was um, whoever the sponsors were were against that kind of stuff. And they told Don, like, hey, she can't be on the show because of what she does outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said he came. She said he was real nice. He came to me, broke the whole thing down. It was like the sponsors, they're tripping because of what you do, da, 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 da. And uh, he said, she, uh, he let me go down the Soul Train line one more time. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, this is it. And, so after that, I could come and hang out on the set still and kick back and all that kind of stuff. She's like, but he was real nice. He was just like, you know what? I understand you got to pay your bills. You know what I'm saying? He's like, but the, he's like, it wasn't for the sponsors. I wouldn't kick you off. Wow. And they showed this video of her on the show. And I was like, wow. I was like, I remember seeing her all the time. Like, <laughs> like wow. wow. But I guess it's just, you know, at that time I could see if he had to be kind of cutthroat because it was a different era. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I guess maybe so. Like, if people want to get in contact with you, you know, what, what avenues? Where, where are you? Well, you you know, I have the, the website, ebforreal.com. Okay. And I'm trying to really boost my followers on, on uh, my Instagram. That's Comedy Real, R-E-A-L, uh, 47. Okay. Um, you know, because the insider cats say I don't have enough followers. Okay. And it's kind of funny about the, the, these followers because I'm looking at, at some of the Instagram and, and I talk to a dude I know. It's like, you know what? I guess I'm not sexy enough. I mean, I'll never get to 2.5 million followers. Yeah. You know, I can't stand in front of my bed with my shirt off. Cocoa butter, man. Cocoa <laughs> butter. <You'll see. laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of them honeys. You, you know, just stand there in the same pose, different bikini top every day. Hey, man, look, dude, look. I got cocoa butter right here. I'm doing a podcast. And I'm still yeah. living cocoa butter on, just in case the camera pops up. You know, right, what I'm man, you know. So I'm trying to really, you know, and it seemed like uh, every couple of days I gain a couple of followers, and people drop off or unfollow me. There's no, I don't know if there's any, you know, somebody says, "Well, you got to renew your content." I said, "I'm not just going to be posting something silly every day." Mm-hmm. To keep people engaged, either you're gonna follow me, or you're not gonna follow me. Right. And there's people who follow me that I've never met, who have never been to a show. When you come to come to in, Inland Empire, like where the hell that's? Yeah, I yes. Oh, and 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 you know, I thought performing down here, down south, you know, because we had nothing going on down here. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, the the Novo Brazil, and I was kind of upset because they had a, a live outdoor band a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm the first live performer that y'all had, and y'all didn't set up a canopy. And, and now the dude trolls my page, the manager who I deal with. Okay, he's trolling, but he hasn't reached out to me. Man, <laughs> man, it's, it's, it's you know it is what it is, you know. And, and I'm not. I hope I don't come off like sour grapes, or you know, I'm just doing what I have to do, and I'm happy. Yeah, you know, like I said, I, and because I'm. Uh, I have a job, you know, and I'm, I'm not living out of my car. You know, I'm good. Right, you know, right. And I perform, you know, when they invite me to perform. Exactly, man. And that's the best way you can make moves with it, man. Just know anything you got going, man, you know me, man. Anything you got going, dude, I'll post it, tag it, forward it, whatever. You know what I mean? You know, Shoot. I'm, I'm still, you know, slinging my, my, my gear. Hey. You know. Speak on the gear, man. Yeah, you know, that was my marketing. Um, I did a show a few years ago. And they said, well, do you have a CD or anything we can do as a giveaway? And I thought about it. I was like, what do, what do I have? What do I have? And then I came up with the idea of putting my, some of my slogans, some of my quotes on, on beanies and T-shirts, mm-hmm. you know. 
And, you know, I gave away probably 2,000 units right. years ago. I so, said, well, I can't really give stuff away. Right. You know, right. you got to get something on it. You know, I mean, that stuff is not cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I mean, be, when they set up a print, you know, because I've used three different printing companies, and to set up the silk screen is, is one fee. Right. And, you know, you usually have to print or have two dozen made. Okay. You know, and they charge you for front and back and, yep. you know, yep. your, your, your T-shirts and your beanies and your hoodies. They're, you know, so I can't oh, yeah. afford to give stuff away. So, you know, I uh, mailed off some stuff the other day. And I didn't plan on having to buy any. I wasn't going to buy any. And then I got some emails. Somebody's like, man, you know. And everybody went red and black. Because <laughs> I tried to stay clear of the red and black last year. Right. So, you know, it's like everybody went red and black, black and red. You know? Yeah. It's the, the color of passion. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to thank you, uh, you know, Diddy, for having me oh, on. Man, you know, I brother. hope I was an enlightened Hey, man. about the comedy scene, you know. I tell you, I, I think people have learned. I know I've learned some things, man. I know I picked up some jewels. I think everybody out there is going to pick up some kind of jewel from the whole thing. Shoot, man, I appreciate you coming through here, man. I see you. I so, see you was trying to fast the other day, you know. Man. Going through uh, the drive-thru with In-N-Out Burger, though. That. Hey, you know what I'm saying? But, I was, but the thing yeah. is, I was doing it fast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But, then, yeah, when you got, but when you got to the pay window, you was trying to make monthly payments on your. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You were trying to put some stuff on layaway. Hey, <laughs> man. It's like, really, hold the cheese. I'm going to come right back. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Hold it. Hold it, man. I'm telling you, bro. I'll be. I'll be trying, man. I'll be, you know. Sometimes, man. And then I'll just be calling. Dude, every time I go by there, there's a line down the street. Man, I remember the other day I had some in and out and posted. Everybody's like, oh, in and out is trash. They garbage. They I was like, look, I don't know what your experience is. But for the last week, I've been eating celeries and some other business. This burger is heaven. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> true. Unless something jumps out of this burger that shouldn't jump out of it, I'm, I'm good. You know what I mean? But, you know, man, you probably did see me moving real fast on the fast, trying to get, get to that in and out, bro. This show, man. I'm telling you, brother, but nah, anything you got coming up, man. Anything you got going on, man, shoot, always slide through here, man. Yeah, shoot man. me a kite. That's out. why I got me. I still got the T-shirts from back from the beginning. You know oh, what I'm wow. saying? Yeah, I still got the T-shirt, bro. I still got that joint. I think I'm back down to the size where I could fit it again. Oh, you know okay. what I'm saying? I had to start wearing it for a minute, and it's just at night. But, you know, walking around the house, I didn't want to look super swole coming out in that joint. But now I think I can actually rock it again with an outfit and dip. You know what I mean? Well, you know, there's, you know doing shows, is, there's always some stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like uh, unless I'm controlling the movement, I go in there, and there's always some stuff going on. Oh yeah, I remember oh, yeah. I came to a, you came to a show, and the light was like that light was killing me. Oh yeah, that one show, dude. Yeah, and I was like, man, you know, be, you guys are going through with that light, man. It was hot, and it was just like <laughs> right in my face. Oof. I remember, man, the the one woman that performed, man, and she was um. Doing a, I think she was talking about like uh, financial things, mm-hmm. and people weren't getting it. And I was over there cracking up because I understood it. I was just like, "Oh, I totally get this." And I think she was finally just like, "You guys will, you guys will get it. You guys are smart enough to keep up with it." And I was like, "Oh, damn it, damn it!" I was like, "But I, I got it though." <laughs> I was like, "I got it." You know what I mean? So I, yeah. But now, nah, man, I'm telling you, look, dude, if you come out with some Chuck Taylor looking shoe with some Under Armour type of leggings and a crop top. <laughs> I'll definitely support you, man. You know, if you got some of you right now, I'll buy them right now. <laughs> That's some cats, man. You know how those cats be? She'd be like, no, but I got this beanie and a hoodie, but I'm waiting on them leggings, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you get them leggings, I'll let your boy. I started to do some masks a couple of months ago. I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted to do that. I still don't know. Hey, well, I think we're gonna be going on. I think we're gonna be walking around with masks. On. I, was, I was about to tell you, dude. You, you got time because oh, I don't think it's going nowhere. I wanted to tell you about the Karen Act. Dude. About the Karen Act, nah. it's an initiative that they've imposed in some city. It's real, but there's Karen Karen C A R A N, and the acronym stands for something. And it's a way that private citizens can sue people who've called the police on them maliciously. Really, I just heard about it yesterday. I wanted to tell you about it. Look it up. Karen it's a joke, are you for real? No, I'm serious. EB being for real, or is this EB for no, real? A, <laughs> no, it's a Karen act because okay. so many people 
calling the police on folks for stuff. And they're like, no, you're going to be able to sue them in court. Get out of here. Yes. Okay. And it's the C-A-R. C-A-R-A-N. Karen. And it, the acronym A-N. stands okay. for something. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to definitely take that in yeah, my pocket. You, yeah. Because uh, I've seen, yeah. Yeah. Karen been cool with me lately, but I, I'm just probably one away. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? Just one away. One away on my morning jog or something going to go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It's crazy. You know, yeah, like, I, you know, I don't want to take up too. It's just, it's just, you know, I, I have a, a friend of mine, older Caucasian lady teacher, and I don't think she gets it. I don't get. She gets police brutality, police mm-hmm. injustice, and I says, you know, there are, there are black officers who who stop Caucasian motorists and Hispanic motorists every day, but how come they're never beat? And shot and got knees in their backs. You know, I said, every young black man who gets pulled over has been subjected to, even when he's complying, mm-hmm. hands over his ID, his proof of insurance, and everything that, and he's drug out of the car and never makes it to the police station. And this happens far too often. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to bring the, the mood down. And then, and then there's these, these lynchings that's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, there's more of that going on that they're not publicizing. Oh, yeah. You know, 22-year-old brother going to hang himself way up in the hill somewhere. How did he get up there? Oh, yeah. And the police are just so quick to rule it as a homicide, uh, suicide. Right. Like, really? There was just one uh, Monday found some young brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's believable. It goes on. People can turn a blind eye. You know, like I told you before you walked in, I get up every morning between 4.30, 5.30 and go jog. But to go jog, I make sure I got my ID on me. I make sure somebody knows where I'm going. Pretty much the tracker's on my phone. I take something with me in case somebody does hop out. But other people just get up in the morning and go jog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they don't think about, let me grab all of this just to go do an exercise. You know, and I've seen the differences of if I run in a sweatsuit if I ran in like a one of those air like wick type dry shirts mm-hmm. and some dang near biker short types things, it's two different hellos that I get. Full sweatsuit, it's like, oh, here he comes. Biker shorts and a, and a little tank some business, everybody waves and keeps doing what they're doing. So it, it's out there, man. Everybody knows it's there. You know, it's just a matter of us all staying vigilant and, and on our P's and making sure that we at some point Looking out for everybody. It's going to take everybody to make this movement happen. It ain't just us. It ain't just the, the Latinos, the whites. Everybody has to realize, hey, all we want to do is just make it home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's all. But we left the way we want to come back. Right. I wonder about delivering the message on why I'm not coming back. You know what I mean? But, hey, brother, I, I yeah. appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. This has been the bomb. Hey, you know what all I can say, man? You're going to come back through? Yeah. Let's see if I got my things today, if I got them right. Ha-ha. <laughs> I got the button right today. You know what I'm saying? Some applause out there, man. And you know, my people's out there that are rocking with me. It's another one of those crazy Dago Diddy productions. EB for real. Make sure that y'all follow my man, tap in with my man. And uh great dude, man. Y'all gotta uh, make sure you check him out and support him. Support everybody in the city. Hey, treat your hometown people the way you treat these out of town people. You dig? And we're gonna get up out of here, man. Thank y'all. <laughs>